small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Village in Crisis. An odd week, a week in which too many participants on the Village Facebook group have been deleting posts they've been putting on. So in a week that I've saved two or three posts to dissect with my friend Lee, um, I've gone on today and they've all disappeared. And the second reason it's been an odd week, well, odd weekend at least, is Lee seems to be having some kind of episode. He's sending me strange messages on WhatsApp and then saying he can't remember sending them. I've tried to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to stage some kind of intervention. I've told him I'm worried about his mental health. He assures me he's fine. He just can't remember sending the messages. Lee, how are you? I'm and really I mean good. it. How are you? I'm really good. Things are really good. Um, last night I was a bit drunk. Uh, no, a bit not drunk. Just I'd had a few to drink. I don't drink mm. much anymore. Um, and I found it amusing to send you a message that would have appeared to you as if part of the beginning had disappeared, just to confuse you. And it's worked. It's worked a treat because you're confused. And then I'm, I just I'm, I'm concerned. I decided to carry it on this morning just for shit and giggles. Just for actually, fun. I like the I like the first response you said. Ignore me now and you'll be making a rod for your own back, mate. So I said, what are you on about? And and your response, which did make me laugh. Sorry, I was supposed to send that to my mum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wasn't true. It was all for you. It's always you, Neil. It's, it's always, always you. It's always been you, Neil. Um, yeah, we were at the country house yesterday. Yeah. What was the occasion? Uh, there was no... My kids didn't have any horse riding this weekend, um, so we just jetted on out there. It was really lovely, really, really nice weather. Sat outside all of Saturday, just listening to uh, professionally made podcasts. And, oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, but it was a bit of a crime drama job. Which were you going for? Of, uh, what was it called? Something, Something triangle. Uh, about some kind of drug dealer that got murdered up in the California mountains. Mm. I went up to Leicester this weekend for a family party and yeah. it's my wife's side of the family. And before we went up, I said, without fail at these parties, someone flashes their knickers. She's like, no, what? no. What, like on purpose? Yeah. What? She's like, no, no, it's not like that. It's not, not always Adults. like that. Yeah. I was like, without fail, someone's flashing their knickers at this party. I'd been at this disco like an hour. Someone's up on stage, woman up on stage, Moonies, 
And then this other woman's just constantly walking around, lifting her dress up and flashing her knickers. Fuck. <laughs> they, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm not going down that road. No, had a good time though, and they certainly were enjoying themselves. I must they say, had a good time by the sounds of things. Yeah. What I was going to say was, we took some. Uh, I was taking apart some IKEA furniture yesterday mm-hmm. out on the uh, veranda, and I dropped the little uh, Allen key, and yeah. it went through the gap, and I didn't have another one. Right. And I started swearing, so I went round the terrace, and I got down on the haunches on my hands and knees. And I saw it there glistening mm. like halfway through the the undergrowth. So I crawled underneath the terrace and I managed to crawl through what I can only describe as a shitload of stinging nails. Oh, and I haven't been stung by stinging nails. And I say in the words now, it sends a shiver up my spine. I haven't been stung by stinging nails since I was a kid. It was fucking agony. It hurts a lot. We, we spoke um, about at first before. I was just stood there and I know this is like a, a, an audio medium but I was holding my hands out and I was just going <laughs> and then I was just like an idiot rushing to the tap and pouring like ice cold water down my arms and then they started to do that thing where they sort of bubbled up yeah a bit tickly like this kind oh. of tickly weird pain oh uh, did you get the did you get the allen key yeah but all day it was just sort of like tingly and numb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A, a sting from a stinging nettle is when your kids do it, you say, oh, just rub it. It'll be all right. You, you dispel it pretty quickly, yeah. don't you? When, yeah. it, when it happens, it actually happens. It, it actually hurts quite a lot. Yeah, I was looking around for dock leaves as well, but couldn't find any. They usually go hand in hand. Mm, nature, nature takes away, nature gives. You've said that before. Mm, but we... it's not, it wasn't true yesterday. <laughs> nature just took I away. Bit, I was a bit annoyed with nature yesterday. Um, there's been in the village this week. There has mm. been another case of knocked or run. Oh, anybody we know behind this one? Well, I only want to read the post because I'm beginning to play. I think in the village a bit of dickhead bingo. Um, and I'll I'll get to the I'll get to the point. So the post is just as an FYI, some young lads on the estate very loudly banged on our door and ran away. If they were yours, please give them a bollocking. Lucky we don't have young kids. Final sentence. It's not OK. So this person said, lucky we don't have young kids. Yeah, uh, but but ended with it's not OK. And I'm going to put it's not OK up there with do better in the dickhead stakes uh, it's not even close not for me you don't reckon no it's not okay no it's not okay uh, it, we, we get no it. but they're trying to be all profound it's like poor man's dalai lama <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you're i i think maybe this has been a slow week because i think you're scraping around for something to start nibbling on get your teeth into nor at it's not okay no it's not okay it's it's funny for us we've done it people who say it's not okay clearly haven't played knocked or run i think and i'd say there's two categories of people people who have played knocked or run 
and people who haven't. And the adults, and that's, it. that's it for me. And or maybe there's a third category and it's probably girls and they haven't played Not Go Run but can see the amusement in it. Right. Um, I think that people that end sentences with these little, what they think are punchy and profound moments like do better and it's not okay i think well they're both going on dickhead bingo absolutely um i will i i I stand by my comment though that do better is (laughs) is a proper personal attack you know we when we were looking at peter popoff and his story Mm. uh there was a moment that he said that sounds like a you problem yeah i um like i said i was up in leicester and i was speaking to one of our listeners um and she was telling me that that sounds like a you problem is now her favorite thing to say to people or if if they're saying something in her head it's like going over in her head thinking that sounds like a you problem yeah um the manager of the restaurant where I work at Extra sent me a text today saying someone's uh, fallen sick. Can you work tomorrow? And I really mm. wanted to write. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> but I didn't. Uh, I said, yeah, I'll need the money. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I will. And I'll try not to sweat too much. Oh, fucking hell. I think I've got that under wraps, actually. I'm not a sweaty person in that regard. Mm. Although I sweat incredibly incredible amounts when I sleep really yeah always have done since I was a kid that could be a sign of cancer (laughs) well surviving it so far (laughs) could it really yeah I believe so yeah what kind of cancer oh a really bad kind you're just saying that to wind me up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the swingers are back in town no you're winding me up now aren't you that's not a sign of cancer I don't know I don't google it no, no, I, I worked hard not to Google. Neil's doing this to me because he knows that I'm a bit of a warrior sometimes. <laughs> and I worked hard to not be a warrior. And he, why why would you do that to me? Well, I'm concerned. What if it turns out that I'm saving your life here? By what? Making shit up? No, by getting you to get checked. If you've, if you've got concerns about your health, you should always get checked out. I don't. Mm, you should do. okay go on then the swingers are back yeah swingers are back in town uh wonder did anyone on the high street find an amazon package addressed to me at their back door today anyone found a package at their back door Hmm. was it a pineapple upside down and the other one hi Hmm. Can anyone recommend someone to service an oil-fed boiler? Oil Dirty fed. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a call for anal sex, isn't it? I'll service your oil-fed boiler. Yeah, because oil is brown. Black. Right, okay. Oh, you know yeah. the lingo? I'm just assuming. I'm just putting. I'm just working with the material that I've got. Yeah. If we're saying that that's more swinger lingo, then I'm saying the oil-fed boiler yeah. means back passage. Okay. And the package at the back door would suggest a similar 
route of entry. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, the the group has been slim pickings this week. Well, it hasn't actually been that slim pickings, but I didn't think everyone was going to delete their posts. Been lots going on around the co-op, theft at the co-op, have a go heroes, etc. But those mm. threads have gone. Well, not really have a go heroes. Some bloke said he shouted at some kids who was shoplifting. And that that was about that was about the extent of it. Um, but because what would I've you all do got, if you saw someone shoplifting, I would it matter it, who it was doing the shoplifting? Well, I'm not going to put myself in harm's way. I don't think. Um, okay. But so if I'd, it was a little old lady stealing a water bottle, I'd rugby tackle there. Yeah. Yeah. She push her face down onto the floor as well. Yeah. Rub it into the gravel. Yeah. And, so, and, yeah. and, and I'd just scream, I'd scream, that's what you get, that's what you get. Uh, and then say something along the lines of her not being, being able to stay warm this winter. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's what I do. No, I think Who I would, I, I would intervene um, if I saw Leighton shoplifting. By anyone? Probably most people. I'm, I, like I say I don't want to put myself in harm's way, but I do have a knack of putting myself in harm, harm's way and then thinking afterwards, mm, I shouldn't have put myself in harm's way there. I put myself in harm's way not that long ago. Um, I was walking to the tube station and this guy, big guy, was walking his dog and it was some little chihuahua thing. And the chihuahuas... Basically, he's allowed his chihuahua to take a shit in the sort of grass verge next to the school. Right. And I was walking past and I thought to myself, oh, don't do it. But I would have done it with anybody else. And because this guy was a bit of a, a big bloke, sort of quite tough looking, quite mean looking. Yeah. Hey, do you know what? I've got to be, I've got to stand, I've got to have the convictions of my principles here to to say something. But I'll do it in a way that, you know, allows him to save a bit of face. Yeah. And I said to him, oh, excuse me. I don't know if you realise there, but your dog is a shit. And his response was to turn around and almost scream in my face. And he was a good head higher than me, very well built. And he screamed in my face, the dog's sick. (laughs) And I went, well, if you know the dog's sick, why didn't you bring a bag with you to pick up its shit? And he he, he then just went into full intimidation mode. Um, and he was pushing a pushchair as well with a small kid in it. Right. So I thought it was totally inappropriate for him. Uh, and then what he did was he grabbed me underneath my uh, upper arm on the inside yeah. of the bicep in some kind of MMA move where you grab the loose part of the skin underneath your bicep. Right. But I knew another move. I sound like Gareth from the office now. But yeah. <laughs> I was able to twist out of it and say, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're embarrassing. You've got a kid with you. And then some other parents stopped and said, what are you doing? Right. Um, but, yeah, I intervened. Did he pick up the shit? No. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, as I walked off, I did tell him what I thought of him. Yeah. And now you always keep an eye out for him do you to make sure that no he's not... no no I, uh, maybe in the first sort of week or so i was like uh, if i see him out there 
then he he may still be carrying a grudge. Now I couldn't even yeah. tell you what he looked like. No, and also someone like that, he's getting in scrapes and grudge making situations on probably an hourly basis. He's not going to remember you. He's probably moved on to the next person he's got an issue with. Mm. Even on yeah. that walk, he probably had three or four incidents. Yeah, probably. Let's hope so. Um, so I had to go back in time anyway this week. We've gone back to 2020. Mm. Uh, a post, a post in the village from 2020. Yeah. Um, and it starts with Simon Sherlock. Okay. And he said, "Who put this through my pe- Who put this through my friend's parents' door? Then, at least have the balls to write your name and own it. Come on, don't be shy. One, it's aimed at the wrong person." Two, it's unnecessarily aggressive. Three, it's emotionally manipulating the recipient into feeling isolated and gossiped about. Many concerned locals, in quotation marks, talk of the town, in quotation marks, blood on your hands, in quotation marks. They should go apologise. This could seriously affect someone with anxiety or mental health issues. And then there's a screenshot of the letter. Yep. Do, you want to hear, do you want to hear the letter? Do I ever? Never wanted to hear a letter more. And it's blanked out, unfortunately, the names, so I can't do my research. But I, mm-hmm. you and I are going to have a bit of speculation as to who this letter's about, I think. Okay. So, dear blank, when you ride horses and know the dangers, why do you allow your son to terrorise the streets in a car that makes ridiculous noises? Scaring... <laughs> <laughs> Scaring local children, the elderly and animals. Please stop him driving before he causes an accident or harms someone. Many locals do not appreciate his behaviour. Blank is the talk of the village. Please read this BBC article to him and show him of the dangers of his behaviour when driving around the local roads. Whilst Blank lives under your roof, you are responsible for his behaviour. Why you allow him to be so irresponsible, drive recklessly and ex- and, uh, excess- and at excessive speed is beyond many of us. When he kills or injures someone, blood will be on your hands. Yours, many underlined, concerned locals. So this screenshot was taken by Popoff's mum. <laughs> well... The funny thing is, having seen this, it it sounds like someone we've discussed before, doesn't it? But 2020, like, that's quite a long time ago. Three years. Yeah. It's not that long ago. It's not that long ago. No. Um, well, yeah, it sounds like he was annoying people early doors. Yeah. With his well, yeah. With assuming, assuming it is pop off and he lives at home with mummy and daddy. What, did, what was the thing about the horse horses? Well, so I presume then that the parent is a horse rider because it says when you ride horses and know the dangers, why do you allow your son to terrorise the streets in a car that makes ridiculous noises, scaring local children, the elderly and animals? Now, also in that letter, she refers to a BBC article, doesn't she? Mm. And there's a screenshot of that as well. So BBC News. Teenager's jaw rebuilt after horror horse accident. Um, 
such and such was left holding part of her jaw in her hands after a freak riding accident. The teenager's jaw was so badly damaged damaged in a horse riding accident, her surgeon described it as the worst injury he had seen outside a war zone. Blank, 15, from Sheffield, was left with just one centimetre of skin, keeping her jaw attached to the rest of her head after the accident in August. Consultant surgeon, blah, blah, rebuilt her face using three titanium plates and more than 160 stitches. Um, But that's that is absolutely brutal. Uh, But all all that article refers to as a freak riding accident. I'm not sure what that's got to do with. um, Made made me feel a bit icky, that uh, description. Um, Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the the driving of the car, does it? You wouldn't have thought so, unless there's more to that article that the horse was spooked by a loud car, flipped her off and then trod on her head, kicked her in the face. That might be the, uh, yeah, that might have been it. But I, do, I don't know if I if I told you on the pod already about me getting body checked by a horse in the box. Uh, you might have done, or did you just tell me? I might have just told you. But I got body checked by a horse. Mm. It was pretty frightening. They're, they're a powerful animal. They're big as well. Well, did it pin you against the wall? (laughs) One of my kids was uh, riding this horse and she was like cleaning some of the equipment. And I saw that the horse uh, was bleeding from the back of its uh, leg. Right. So I went into the box. I've been around horses before, so it it wasn't, I, I felt comfortable going in there. Let's put it that way. So I went in there to check it out. And I went underneath the ho- I went behind the horse, put my hand on it, to, as you do, and uh, tried to get a better look at, on it from the inside right. of the box. And I was between the horse and the wall of the box. And this horse knew what he was doing <laughs> and just body checked me. You know, I think like an ice hockey player just pounding someone up against the glass. That's what this horse did to me, but in the up against the wooden (laughs) side, right? I've gone down on my hands and knees, and the horse is lifted up. It's it's reared its sort of self up, right? And I have um, backed away on my on my hands and knees backwards. And I'm basically looking into the, the hooves of the right. horse coming down on me. Absolutely and, shitting yourself. Yeah, and my kid was outside, like, crying, going, Dad, Dad, get out, get out. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm fucking, that is my number one goal right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> no encouragement needed. I, I'm on a mission to get out of there. I managed to basically sort of, the, the horse was still, uh, what do you call it? Tethered? The, still tethered to the the box so it right. wasn't able to get up as high as it would have normally so i was able to crawl out of there and then as cool as you like one of the girls that works there who is still 
a minor, in my opinion, mm. and there's too much responsibility for one small child. Just comes ambling over, going, "Oh yeah, adults, adults don't go in that box. Um, <laughs> uh, that horse doesn't like adults." And I'm like, "I'm, I'm picking up that vibe." <laughs> <laughs> it probably had its eye on you for some time, thinking, "I hope this bastard comes in." It was. I know what I'll do. I'll scratch um, my leg on a fence, and then the horse was abused by its uh, old owner, who was an adult male. Uh, so the only person that could go in there and look after the horse was young ladies right well and nobody nobody maybe a little warning on on the door yeah. next time yeah or a little <laughs> collar on the horse that says you know you can get those stay things the fuck for out. Dogs, if you're right? a man stay the fuck out yeah so yeah. Open this horse is going to have you well you're lucky he didn't yeah. kill you yeah you don't want to get trampled on by a horse no in a freak accident you don't want your jaw being held on with just a centimetre of skin. No. Um, Carol Confused comes in. Mm. She says, I'm not understanding the relation between the point initially raised and the article below it. Well, that's what we said. Yeah. And Simon Sherlock says, I know, makes no sense whatsoever. At least write your name and own it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Frank Fairpoint comes in. He said, whoever had the audacity to write this and post it and not have the bollocks to include their name just shows the type of person they are or collective of people, as the letter suggests. Now, it's very easy, isn't it, to write a letter and put on from many concerned locals when there really may not be anyone else at all. He's probably spoken to somebody in the street and they've said, yeah, it's so horrible, isn't it? He's going to have an accident. So. He's going to spook a horse. Yeah. And he's basically just taken that for, you know, gospel that everybody yeah. feels that way. Again, I'm, I'm on Popoff's side here. Yeah. If it is Popoff, yeah. Just for it, balance, we don't know that it's Popoff, but. I'm saying it's Popoff. And Simon Sherlock comes in uh, just with a a little sentence in quotations again, because I think he's flabbergasted by this. Blood will be on your hands. <laughs> this letter, it sounds like the kind of thing you would have in Midsummer Murders. I was going to say, it is very much uh, <laughs> is of that ilk, isn't it? Yeah. Almost, almost a little bit Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Yeah. The viewers watching this going, oh, who's going to get killed, you reckon? <laughs> yeah, proper whodunit. Rita Report It comes in. Hmm. I would report this to the police as, as threatening. How a young man old enough to drive is considered by this person to be the sole responsibility of parents and not himself is beyond me. What a horrible letter. If someone was actually concerned, I think there would be better ways to voice it. I love how these things always turn on the the uh, owner of the penmanship. Yeah. Always. Oh, <laughs> especially as, yeah, you, yeah, you, ooh, I don't know. How do you say? The, yeah, the person's written this letter. And are we in agreement that the letter is quite snidey? Proper snidey. Yeah. And they're stuck it. They they think that 
Only them and the recipient are going to see this letter. Bang, before you know it, it's on Facebook and everyone's got an opinion. <laughs> uh, unsigned as well. Yeah. Well, not signed in a way it should have been. That no. is in itself extremely snidey. Also, the fact that it's done in ink and qu- with ink and quill <laughs> and passed through a letterbox into yeah. someone's door. That in itself is a bit threatening, I'd say. Yeah. Well, actually, okay. I'm, I'm, something you weren't aware of, it's not an ink and quilt. Someone has typed it and printed it out. It suggests even that there's much more thought gone into this. Yeah, they don't want any any way of getting back to them. They don't want any handwriting expert coming in and saying, oh, it's Crazy Mike from 42. <laughs> He's been writing letters to people for years. Well, but also if we go back to um, the Popov story, yeah, people were what I can describe as threatened by him yeah. in silence into retracting stories. Yeah, and maybe this person, if we're just being, if just for balance, as you like to say, mm. maybe we're duty bound to raise the fact that maybe this person has a right to be uh, afraid. Yeah. This person's calling it early doors compared yeah, to what th- we know now. Yeah, three years ahead. But I think yeah. um, Rita reported, I think she raises a very good point where this young man is old enough to drive. His mum and dad don't know what speed he's... Dr- think, when you were a kid, mm. how many cars did you get into that were absolutely... Ra- Your parents would say, oh, make sure you're always safe, make sure you're careful... Hmm. But if you had a mate who was an absolute nutty driver, but he was yeah. your only way of getting from A to B, you'd take that lift, wouldn't you? Or to McDonald's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely. Also, I, I thought that when uh, uh, when you read out the letter, that he's the responsibility of you while he lives in your house. Yeah. Right, so you, you're able to drive at 17. Yeah. Right? And it took me a few months to pass my test, like about nine, because I had an operation on my knee in, in the middle of it. I was I've right. done it in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. you're really you're really good yeah. driver. Yeah, really good driver. Yeah. No, but I mean, I think you well, can we say six months is sort of par for the course. Yeah, maybe a bit longer these days because lessons cost so much. You have to space them out. Anyway, it can't be far off eighteen. Is my point. Yeah, I'm probably going to hazard an educational guess and say he's 18. He's not their responsibility. If he has drugs at home, for example, or illegal weapons or whatever, yeah. then there's a there's an issue. But he's not the responsibility of his parents because he lives at home no. while he's out driving his car. Otherwise, we'd have a real problem with people who stay in hotels, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this person killed someone while he was staying at your hotel, so you are complicit. Yeah, Dorchester, shut down. <laughs> Done. The Mayfair, closed. All the Radisons, Holiday Inn, forget <laughs> about it. <laughs> Please stop him driving. Please stop him driving. Like, full <laughs> stop. Before he causes an accident or harms someone. Many locals do not appreciate his behaviour. Blank is the talk of the village. 
Do you remember three years ago, Blank being the talk of the village? I don't. Mm. I don't, unfortunately. But maybe, and this person has probably got a point. If you're out, because this is the countryside, and you grew up in the countryside, didn't you? Like fairly like, rural. Uh, yeah, out in the sticks. Mm. Um, and there are often horses on the road you know people ride horses on the road and that's what you expect in in villages and if he's not driving considerately of these horses and revving his engine he is an arsehole like there's no there's no getting around that that's an absolute dickhead thing to do you know when you think if you're driving how slowly you'd approach horses how wide you'd go how considerate you'd be to these horses so there's no getting around the fact that if he is doing this he's a dickhead but then approaching it with this letter instead of just going and knocking on the door and saying i don't know if you're aware but does your son drive such and such car yes he does well on a couple of occasions he's got too close up to horses he's revving his engine too much can you have a word with him and just explain the dangers of this yeah you you're taking a moral, to... moral high ground and you're coming across as being helpful. Yeah. Like with the story I told you about the, the big guy, the Chihuahua. Yeah. You just tiny... tried to bring t- to his attention that, not sure if you're aware, but your dog's done a poo down there. Yeah. And he was fully aware. Yeah. <laughs> he was full, that was the problem. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, this may be the problem with these parents. So these parents might be fully aware and you might just get a mouthful of abuse, I suppose, when you. Uh... What What's interesting as well is that the person who's put it on. Onto Facebook has said, who put this through my friend's parents door then? So he's not involved at all. So his mate has shown him this letter and said, oh, look what someone put for my mum and dad's door. And then he said, I'm going to put that on Facebook. Popov's mate has grabbed hold of the letter. Yeah. I said I'm putting that on Facebook. People like Popov usually have just the one friend. Right. Sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. They're really into into their cars. Well, don't you think so? Usually that sidekick's the one that I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if Popov asked the sidekick to, to put do this what, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Put this on Facebook. Yeah. Why don't you do it? Don't you talk to me like that. Fucking talk to me like that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not putting it on. I'm going to look well sad if I do it. Um, <laughs> I don't want everyone to know I live at home. That's good. Sue Suspect comes in. Hmm. Uh, she says, why are you so worried about who has written it? P.S. It wasn't me. And then something somebody who's written an anonymous letter would say. And then she says, if I'd had a letter through my letterbox like that, I wouldn't be worried about who'd written it. To be honest, I'd be having a word with my son pronto. I'm I'm of the the camp that it very much detracts from the problem. The way that the way the letter has been written and, and delivered to the point where I would be saying, well, I understand that, you know, little pop-offs gone and done naughty stuff. 
Yeah. But who the fuck is doing this? This is crazy. Who yeah, writes a letter and sends it anonymously? I'm Threatening letters. Just sitting up there in his room, just going, smoking and weed or whatever, going, yeah. ah, oh, dodged a bullet there. What an this idiot. Can, this couldn't have worked out any better. Yeah. I've been exposed, but mum don't care. <laughs> no, she's too, she's more worried that she's being threatened. Simon yeah. Sherlock, anyway, jumps on Sue Suspect's comment. He says, that's a suspicious comment, Sue. If I had a letter through my door like this, I'd laugh, wonder why they didn't just knock and come and speak to me face to face. And also wonder why they're sending slightly threatening messages to me with irrelevant news articles from Sheffield. Also, <laughs> also later that day, I would then remember, laugh again and wonder why he didn't just speak to my adult son, of whom I will now, spe- now send £500 so he can upgrade his exhaust for the 43rd time for even more noise. Uh, come across as a knob there in that last sentence. Mm. You should have he's finished at Sheffield. Well, yeah. yeah, he was doing all right there, wasn't he? Yeah. And then he shame. goes on. But, Sue, all jokes aside, one, it's aimed at the wrong person. Two, it's unnecessarily aggressive. And three, it's emotionally manipulating the recipient into feeling isolated and gossiped about, e.g. many concerned locals talk of the town blood on your hands they should go apologize this could seriously affect someone with anxiety and mental health issues yeah i think he's redeemed himself there with the with the list yeah i mean he's got a point how does simon sherlock know it's aimed at the wrong person well i suppose his mate like might the thing is, this might have gone through the totally wrong door altogether. His mate might not even have a car. That would be brilliant. Yeah. And that does happen. We met, we were away this weekend. Right. And uh, we left our two oldest kids at home. Yeah. And when uh, we came home uh, this afternoon, the neighbours were out and they said, oh, one of your kids' mates just walked into our house yesterday. <laughs> And the first thing I said was to my daughter, had you guys been drinking? She was like, no. And I went, really? Mm. Oh, no more than this much. I went, yeah, okay. And so one of the kids has just opened the wrong door and walked straight straight in. Straight into their house. Yeah. And they're like, "Uh, hello, can I help you? Did I tell you? <laughs> How mad is that? Did You're I just sitting there watching the TV and a 15 year old walks into the house. <laughs> when, when we were still living in London, I was about to say when we were at uni, you were probably still at uni, but I was living in London. So when I was living in Winchmore Hill, um, and we were going through a phase of doing runners from taxis. Mm. Um, no, in hindsight, obviously a naughty thing to do at the time seemed hilarious and we we would we'd been out in uh, our local i think in ponder's end at the beef and then me and my flatmate we needed to get back to winchmore hill and he said oh look mate i haven't got any money can you cover the taxi and me knowing i had no money went yeah no problem let's get <laughs> jump in the cab um now i stopped it near our flat but not at the flat i turned around and went run jumped out and i ran the opposite way to the taxi 
he ran the way the taxi was facing (laughs) (laughs) and the taxi pulled up next to him got out chucked him in the taxi and uh, threatened him and I think he had to take him oh it was when you could get cash back on your card even if you didn't have money in your account Mm. do you remember that so he had to take him to a 24-hour supermarket um to get cash back to pay for the taxi meanwhile i'm out of the car and i've realized he's got the key to our flat and i'm battered battered Mm. Uh, so i think oh sit sit there for a bit the side of the road thinking oh that wasn't such a good idea after all and i think i know what i'll do i'll break in to our flat it was a ground floor ground floor flat i'll break in um and I got there and the bedroom window was open. I was like, absolute result. Climbed in through the bedroom window and it was next door's flat. Oh, <laughs> the couple were in bed and I'd appeared through their window. Did they wake up? Yeah. Well, what happened? They screamed. I went back out through the window. <laughs> what? Did you turn around and go head, yeah. head first out the window? Yeah. Like a, oh, like a thief in the night one. They didn't recognise you. I don't know. I don't know. Because I was back out sharpish. Because it's dark, obviously. I flung myself back out that window and ran. Jesus Christ. That could have ended so much worse. It could have done. And then... Because no judge wants to just hear, I thought I was climbing into my own place. No. No, that could have they... been horrendous. That could have been really bad. You could have been like, no, seriously. You'd have had to just go, you'd be sitting in your cell just going, well, I, I really didn't mean to do it that way. I can understand yeah. how it looks. The, 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 this, this is justice. This is yeah. justice. Um, and then I had to sit waiting for uh, for my mate to come back, basically. And he was spewing with me because he'd had an horrendous time one-on-one with the taxi who incidentally he when he'd got into tesco had tried to run away from the taxi driver and was doing a proper benny hill um, <laughs> round round tesco with the taxi driver i've got um, a very good taxi driver story but i'm gonna save, save it, for it for when we've got more time save it for next time yeah. um so to to conclude C suspect says it's not sent. If, it's not great if sent to the wrong person, which I'm assuming, which I'm assuming, if accusations correct, means that you know who it should have been directed at. Not great that it needs to be sent at all. I agree. It may not have been the best worded letter and doesn't have a particularly nice tone to it, but perhaps was sent with the best intentions. Let's hope so. <laughs> and Simon says, does it really sound to you? Uh, it really does sound like you sent it or you know who did i'm not i'm not gonna lie there's absolutely no good intention in this whatsoever it's just not a nice thing to do as per my previous comment so this she's like she's like the fucking murderer the serial killer that just hangs around at the scene to watch things be investigated doesn't she yeah so she's uh, sounds like a right nut job you know, when the police are there, they're looking for who's yeah, looking around. Exactly. And thinking we've got ourselves a potential here. Yeah, and she's it. Yeah. So that's that. That's the the case of uh, Simon Sherlock. Well, it's a great it's a great little backstory to uh, pop off. I was delighted when I saw it, I must say. 
and it's great timing because it looks as if my laptop battery is about to pass out okay so that's really good um yeah. lee a pleasure as always pleasure's all mine probably um <laughs> and i'll catch up with you are we doing uh, wednesday of course we are yeah Pencils i'll catch in. up with you wednesday morning then and we will record a fun packed an exciting bonus episode for our listeners, our ever-growing listeners. Also, listeners, while I've got you, please email us your stories, um, villageincrisis at gmail.com or hit us up on socials, so X, Instagram, threads, but no one uses threads anymore, I don't think. But one way or the other, send us some stories that are happening in your your neck of the woods because we want to hear from you. I want to know, I want to know what your favourite Doja Cat song is. There you go. Not you, I want to know, I want the listeners to tell me. What what my favourite Doja Cat song is? No, I want them to tell me what. What their favourite Doja Cat song yeah. is. Okay. Now okay. Well, I'm I, sure we'll be inundated. I want to hear stories from your community Facebook page so that when I am struggling for threads, in my village, I can go to yours. Also, we want your opinions on the threads that we talk about. It'd be great if our bonus episode was very much listener led. So your thoughts on threatening letters, riding horses on streets and broken jaws. That That's good. I like that. We'll go yeah. with that. Right. Yeah. Neil? All right. Until next time. Bye bye. Bye. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis. <laughs>